Radio V. Radio in TV. Radio in TV. I've been on the road, and uh, a couple of you guys have missed me. I appreciate that. Some of you have been coming to the shows. We are back with another episode of Truth Serum, and uh, I am so happy to be back in L.A., sunny, beautiful L.A. Jake, what's going on with you? Oh, normal jazz. I'm one of those people that missed you. It is nice to have you back, you know, like... It's good to have the outlet for some truth. And you know, you are truth as well. And then, and I love that people see you with your headband and you look like the sum, the California guy. And that is me totally. The surfer dude. But as soon as somebody says something that you don't agree with, you are so vocal. <laughs> and I love, <laughs> <that>. <laughs> I love that. I think it's awesome that you keep it 100. Um, the best. So we're going to start off the show. We have Jeff Dyson is in the house today. What up? And Jeff is uh, one of my closest and dearest friends. And he also happens to be a successful writer, producer, manager. Um, he's just done so many things because he's one of those smart people that can do a lot of things well. And uh, we're going to be talking about some of his latest ventures. So he's a good relationship counselor. You ever had one of those, like the people that give you the good advice, you know, they're... Oh, sure. You got to treasure that because there's people who are full of bad advice all <laughs> over town, you know, but someone who has good advice, you treasure that. I always listen to his advice and I'm like, this is actually good for my self-esteem. <laughs> and I'm like, that's not what the other person said. But um, before we get into that, we're going to, I want to talk about Amy Schumer because I remember this happening with Whitney Cummings. When Whitney Cummings became uh, the, the lady of comedy. Um, there was such an uproar in the comedy community with men and women alike who really, really were bothered by her success. And, um, and it, was, it was unfortunate because as a woman, the better Whitney Cummings does, the better it is for me. And, um, and we have to support each other and it's very difficult. Yesterday I encountered it. It, it happened to me Sunday and Monday. I was at the Laugh Factory and then yesterday at the improv, and apparently there was a big, big, big confusion because there were quite a few women that were upset uh, because they could not perform after me at the show. And, uh, and the guy who runs the improv said, you, you can't go up after her. It's, it's just not okay. And, um, and then they proceeded to, to de- tear me down, which I was unaware of. Uh, the, one wow, of the guys how that shitty. Work- yeah, one of the guys that works at the improv said you know oh my god they they were at an uproar and they hate you and they said some awful things about you and it made me I, I was it felt it made me feel bad because my objective one of my objectives is to when I get in a place of position of power or position and power is to create opportunities for my fellow female comedians yeah I'm gonna do the same thing for fat guys I love you Jake I think that's <laughs> fat guys need it very yeah we need it real bad really especially right now but uh, so I was reading this article about Amy Schumer and Amy Schumer is taking her friends on the ride with her. And uh, she did The Bachelor. She did her movie Trainwreck, which is a hit right now at the box office. And, and very, show, very funny. Very funny. And her show, which has been nominated for seven Emmys. Well, she insists upon taking all of her friends with her. So all of her friends are on the show with her. That's my phone ringing. I forgot to turn my ringer Oops. off, guys. So I will turn it off on my break. Till then, whoever's calling is obviously not watching my show. So that is. They should be down your priority list anyways, you know, because they're not watching. No, no, I know. So that just lets me know that somebody is not watching. But um, I wanted to uh, I wanted to talk about that because it, it doesn't matter what we're in, whether it's comedy, writing, producing. There are some people who really take joy 
and watching others fail. And that is so foreign to me. Well, that is what our society is becoming more and more of. Um, there's more people who want to like, who, who are trying to help that failure happen. You have this uh, thing probably about two weeks ago or so in the Washington Post with Amy Schumer, where they're writing about what a racist she is and how oh, yeah. bad she is for comedy. And so this was like a big uproar for a couple of days. And then it turns out the person who wrote that article has never even seen her stand up. She just wanted to write an article about how there's a racist comedian, but she's never even bothered watching her. Well, I'll help have her know that there are several racist comedians. Sure. Me being one of them. Yeah, sure. <laughs> because if we're not being racist and we're not being sexist and we're not being bigots, then we're not creating awareness to how ridiculous those things are. So all of us have jokes that are, you know who the racist comedians are. They're the ones that hate you. Not the ones who make jokes Honestly, that make I don't you care think. about racist comedians. I care about racist bookers and uh, club owners and yeah. people who actually have the power. control over your life. If someone else is another racist walking down the street next to me, I don't give a shit about that guy. Like yeah. He can't affect my life, and I don't know that anybody else's life he can affect either. Oh, I'm with you on that, Jake. What about you, Jeff? What do you think? About racist comedians? Yeah. I, well, you know, I think that we all have a bit of racism in us. Mm -hmm. I mean, we have to, you know. What I hate is the people, who are the people that say, I don't see color. Right. I think it's that's the most ridiculous statement, <laughs> passive aggressive statement you can make about racism. Yeah, it's because, an obvious lie. Right, Unless you you're don't blind. see color. You, well, I clearly see that you're black or white or green or yellow, so I'm sure you see that I'm an African American, and what, what does that mean to you? You, you follow what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So I think that statement is really used to sort of cover the fact that uh, you don't want me to know that I impact you in, in an adverse way mm -hmm. or one way or the other mm -hmm. right. by disarming me from your potential racism or for, from your potential uh, behavior because I'm of a certain you know, race. Right. I, I just think that racism is here to stay. It's just how we manage it and how we, you know, tolerate it or not. Right. But it's here to stay because there's so many. You can't expect everybody to like everybody, right? And understand. And racism is born out of misunderstanding and ignorance. For I mean, we all have the same color hearts, livers, lungs, and everything about us is the same except our skin colors and our backgrounds, how we grow up. That's what separates us. Mm -hmm. And to not open your mind and your heart up to that difference because there's beauty in, in the difference mm -hmm. is absolutely ridiculous and you're falling short and you'll die not knowing the beauty of everything that life has to offer in all its variations. And, and you know, I think it's interesting. I think it's really, really, I, I, I wonder if, because I don't think Amy Schumer has said anything about people of other races that Bill Burr hasn't said sure. or that Louis C.K. hasn't said. But I think that because she's a woman, there's such a heightened sense of awareness about every single thing that she says. Because she's not saying, she's not reinventing the wheel. It's not like her comedy is, you know, it's something you've never heard before. Correct. You're just hearing her point of view, her right. perspective. I think, I mean, Richard Pryor is a classic example of sort of putting on blast even black people. Right. You know what I mean? He didn't, he, it was no hose barred with him. I think with Amy Schumer, you know, she's the depiction of white America, blonde, you know, uh, Caucasian woman, and maybe they're, you know, they're thinking maybe she shouldn't be saying that. It's making them feel uncomfortable. Right. Because what black people are calling a racist? Nobody. Right. It's the white commentators and the pundits yeah. that are feeling uncomfortable by the things that she's saying. So it's almost like a an internal guilt. Right. You know, a guilty That's heart a needs point. no accuser. Sure. A guilty heart needs no accuser. So therefore, the guilt of the pundits that are writing about it, they have to deflect and go, she's a racist. Although they're thinking the same things. Pretty much. Well, we're kind of living living in a terrible time for comedy. I mean, yeah. you have this going on. You have Jerry Seinfeld's like um, oh, he doesn't want to anti PC police, and like, it's just so easy to attack now. And 
you don't even have to know anything about your subject matter. You just have to point a finger and say, get them. And then there's just a mob of people who run, run out of the woodwork to be like, yeah, they suck. Like, uh, fuck this, this person. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. terrible. I agree. Um, I agree with Jerry Seinfeld. I don't like to do colleges. I got banned from a college in Boston that was a Catholic school. That was uh, they, they the kids said that the the priests and the Carmelites were monitoring their um, their social media activity. Interesting. And so they were they were very um, you know shocked by my comedy. And my point is, did you guys look at my clips before? Did you think I was going to change who I was when I came here? And you know that the weird thing about college crowds is that those kids range from 17 to 20 something there are some kids that are virgins they just left home and then there are the kids who have done everything every drug and now are out going out into the workforce and it's just all they're all crammed into one room and then forced to digest a point of view that they might not be ready for Uh and it's really uncomfortable for a comedian jerry seinfeld is a grown-up and he want and if he wants to make a joke about being jewish you know, there's a there's a board of kids. There's a group of kids that they're gonna petition, and they're you know every that's what college is about. It's really uncomfortable to be a comedian, and then they don't want you to to be blue. They don't want you to talk about alcohol, but that's what those kids want to talk about because they're getting drunk, and they're having sex, and they're doing right. all the things that, and they don't want you to talk about. And they it. understand that too. Yeah. So I mean, I'm with him on that. And Chris Rock also said it. He also said he didn't want to do the colleges. It's I think also Chris Rock's thing was about like comedy clubs now and everybody recording your performances. And now you can't. It's really hard to put together, you know, your hour for HBO because everybody's stealing it and putting it on their own social media. Like that yeah. makes them cool because they have Chris Rock's jokes that, um, you know, they're basically stealing from him. Well, I mean, shit, it's dangerous. You see, one Hannibal Burris joke that went viral has destroyed. The Cosby, you know, legacy. And unfortunately for the rest of the people that were on that show, that show is no longer, you know, being viewed anywhere. And those everybody else on that show was not a rapist, you know, and that and it was also a positive images of women, of, of people of color, people that were, you know, college educated. Now that has gone away forever, you know, because of somebody. And so many of those episodes also brought on like, you know, classic black performers musicians and things that like i i didn't know existed until you saw rudy sitting there like lip syncing it yeah and um, they they did a lot to help you know educate people who didn't know anything about a subject matter and it is sad that they're gone now i i thank you for that i appreciate that well we have a replacement well it's not a replacement but you can uh get close to the black family uh dynamic on my shameless plug coming uh Flex and Shanice on the Oprah Winfrey Network on Saturday nights mm-hmm. at 10 p.m. Eastern and Pacific. I know them both. I love them both. They're both great people on and off camera. Yep, great family. Mm-hmm. Uh, reveals some great adversities in their lives. You know, both uh, millionaires, first generation of millionaires, lost all their money, and now they're trying to uh, get back what they lost and put their careers back on track. And this season, join the party. <laughs> I think right. we got a clip of that we can play that could take us to our first break. Okay, we're nice. going to be uh, real, right real back. Real quick, though, real quick, though. I want to say something terrible. Say hey, uh, Hannibal Burris. I'm glad that he got kind of famous off of this, but his new show on Comedy Central is The Dribbling Shits. It's one of the worst things I've ever seen in my life. Oh, I'm glad you said that because I missed an audition for it, next, it is last week. fucking awful. All right. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Flex and Shawnees on the OWN Network on Saturdays. Here's a quick clip of it, and we'll be right back. Call us, 855-878-4652. 855-878-4652. We want to tune in and chime in. We want to hear what you have to say. What is this fool doing? Oh, I'm being innovative, my friend. Look at the nails. They're crooked. Perky in the morning, y'all like the black Brady Bunch. <laughs> I should do this every day. You really should. Every day. Maybe twice a day. I'm digging the outfit, yo. Like Ruba says, every day is a runway. Oh, Thank you. Get older. Every Thank day you. is a work day. Hi, I'm Holly, and this is Michael. 
We're on Love Life on T-Radio V every day. No! no. Every Tuesday. Tuesdays. Every day I try to get her to have a love life. But every Tuesday, where you can watch us and hear us, only one place. Only hear him, though. 5 p.m. Pacific time, T-Radio V. We're going to talk about love, relationships, sex? intimacy. There'll be some sex, but not between us. No, I don't have sex with him. Not often. You're single, we're gonna share with you what to do if you just want booty calls or be in a relationship. Oh, you know you like booty calls. I do. What's it like to be in a relationship? We always say you have to be a strong me before you can be a great we. One place, right here, Tuesdays, 5 p.m. Pacific, only on T Radio V, right? Yep. Cool. Brad is actually here right now. <laughs> I don't have the white disease. What's Whoa! I want to see like some tiny intro. Give me some boom. Give me some boom, bro. This is gonna make us money. Ask Robert who his favorite celebrity animals are. Who's <laughs> animal lovers? All right, everybody, whip your out. Everybody, whip it out. We'll be right back. See now, it's just let's do a couple things. Ready? Action! Oh, monsters! Monsters! You. <laughs> oh, that means me. Take it. It's God, take your the unreal mind. <laughs> to be honest with you, I like being down there a little more because my head was. <laughs> Candy corn monsters, boom! Hi, I'm Kristen Renton, and I don't know what I'm saying. We're, this one's world, world animalist. Right? Here we go. Oh, I'll just. I'm <laughs> real. On a real wall. <laughs> I mean, unless you fake it. I contest on night calls and they were all peeing everywhere. Everyone's like, can I get another Diet Coke? Yeah. <laughs> we want to do more. It makes me adore you, Jake, when you do that, because it reminds me of, my stepdad used to do that to me. He would reel me in. He'd be like, all right, come back, come back. And he'd look me in my, and then I would just, it, it was like hypnosis. Mm -hmm. It's so funny. <laughs> but Jeff, I'm so glad you're here, because. I'm so glad to be here. You are one of the, uh, the first people, actually the first person to manage me as a comedian, mm -hmm. and one of the first people to send me out into the world to do stand-up. And, I mean, you're one of my best friends. And, you know, I, I, we have these love fests. Like, we just, we, we tell each other that we love each other, and the other one responds, impossible. <laughs> so, listen, I was thinking on the way here, I was like, Ada's one of my best friends, but best friends sort of diminishes what it is. Mm -hmm. So, I, I would say, I would describe it as, you're like one of my favorite, best human connections on earth oh isn't that awesome wow that's very very I love nice it. that's beautiful do you know what i'm saying yes like the best friend thing diminish it's diminished yeah because bff so many people, has become yeah so the human connection part of it is the what best describes it and you know what he it. is one of the people that i am not afraid to say anything to like i thought about doing this and i I, I could tell him and I won't I will never share those things with I mean I think maybe one other person but he's that person to me like I can say hey uh, you know like am I a lesbian or am I this or anything <laughs> or, or you know I, I thought about smoking weed today anything and I never fear that I will be met with judgment and that is so refreshing because yeah. that is so hard to find yeah, it is it's almost impossible to find because everybody yeah. needs something to hang their hat on to uh, convince themselves that they're better than you. Oh, yeah. You know, or make themselves feel good about not being you or in your situation. It's just an ugly place, man. If we, if we were just to be able to just concentrate on, you know, loving ourselves firstly and yes. knowing what makes us tick, you can then spread that to everything that you do like for me i refuse to get upset about things that a i can't change and b we're go are gonna be over 
in a matter of minutes or moments. Yeah. You know, I, it's best served to just smile and laugh it off. You know, um, I'm not saying that's the case for everything because there are things that make me upset and I know what those things are and I try to manage them in, adva- in advance. But, you know, I, I just have so much to say and, uh, and so little time to mm-hmm. say it in my life to just spread the word to people about how you can control what you can control is the here and now and how people how you make people feel you definitely control that right what happens tomorrow you don't control what happens around the corner you don't control but you can control how you make people feel you can control whether you smile or not etc i I don't want to drone on so jump in no I, i like to listen to this um because we're we're talking about relationships today. I thought you were going to turn your phone off. I forgot because I got <laughs> caught up with the call. But I, I we were talking about relationships um, today, and we, we were talking about when is it the right time to leave? Because I think leaving has become trendy, and people mm-hmm. just you know obviously the divorce rate is is high, and relationships have an expiration an expiration date it's rarely become easier to leave than it is now because like when you go home and you open up your facebook you see you know hundreds of people that you you know quote unquote connect with yes so, like when you're sitting there and like your wife's being a bitch to you you're like oh you know fuck her like oh look at this girl over here like <laughs> um because she's not being a nag to me right now but mm-hmm. she would be if i was with her right. i'm still the same fuck up uh-huh. i'd still be doing the same damn things that i would be making another lady mad at but it's easy to fantasize that you can find someone else much quicker and uh, move away I think that's important, Jake, that what he pointed out was I'm still the same F up. So you're going to be that with the next person. Yeah. But we have most people in searching for relationships or what they think is a successful relationship is the other person will do it for me. But you're taking the same crap that you had with the previous relationship to the next relationship. And it's just a matter of where how long that other person is going to take it and how much they can sacrifice their own desire to have success in a relationship uh, for granted. Um, I like to say the right time to leave is before you get in the relationship. Oh, wow. And that's recognizing what you're getting into and determining whether or not this person is worthy of who and what you are. But a step back, you have to know who you are right. and what you are before you get in a relationship. You don't get in a relationship because somebody likes you, right? That's a big misnomer. I've done that. Because the person, <laughs> we've all done it. Because the person likes you, you'll find a way to like them or tolerate oh my gosh, that yes. situation. Or you, right? or you find yourself continuously trying to convince yourself that you like that yeah. person. And, and you, you really find little I've things about them that, that helps you like ignore the other stuff that you can't stand. Yes. And it's just a long goodbye. Is yeah. what it is. It's a long goodbye. Ooh, hashtag a long goodbye. You heard that, Jake? That's I sure did, gangsta. yeah. So, you know, I, I have a lot to say about this, Ada, because, well, firstly, let me qualify myself, right? I'm a trained family law mediator, right? A lot of people don't know this, but I, I wrote a, uh, after years of research of relationship advice giving to my friends internally, mm-hmm. I started advising families and couples, Mm -hmm. just being real, like being the agent of reality. Like, Mm -hmm. let me give you some truth. Truth serum. You know? And uh, I have a website called, uh, it's www.askaguy.net, not .com. Askaguy.net. Where I've compiled all of this advice and information that women, it was basically done for women, because women have to take responsibility for bad relationships, right? Yeah. I hear the music. Sorry, that's that's from your, your website. website. He's plugging the site. Okay, askaguy.net. Do you see this? Wow, that's, yeah. So it's really about reading information and recognizing what you bring to the table the first day you meet a guy, what you should talk about, what questions you should ask, position, the position and foundation of truth has to be set by you by asking a question. If you never ask the question, you'll never know if the person has lied to you or not mm-hmm. when the lie happens, right? But um, I think that the right time to leave is once you identify that the person is 
not worthy of who you are and what you are and what you see for yourself, you identify, then disqualify. Mm, and you know what? I think that there's something very valid there. Uh, the best advice that anyone ever gave me was you have to be what you want. Mm -hmm. So a lot of us have these uh, lofty requirements of other people. Like I hear women all the time. I'm not dating a man that doesn't have any money. He has to be successful and he has to be accomplished. But they are like the wackest bitches I know. And right. I'm like, what makes you think that a man that has all that going for himself wants to be with somebody like you? Right. You are technically a dependent. You know, like what is it about you that would make someone like that show up at your doorstep? Right. And so I, I guess after my, I've had, you know, the, the, the tragic relationships, um, I'm very transparent about what I've been in. I was in a relationship with someone who pushed me out of a moving car. So I know. Holy shit. Yeah. And, and I, and I went back to him after that, which is where to show you, to let you ladies know, and people that are listening, where my self-esteem was at that time, that I didn't feel like I was good enough to walk away from somebody who pushed me out of a moving vehicle, who who thought nothing of me to push me out of a moving vehicle. And I still convinced myself, oh, I think he loves me. He was just really angry. And uh, Well, he had you by that time. Oh, yeah. That's why you went back, because he had you. Um, you know, in the beginning, I always go back, things happen in the beginning. Yeah. If how you meet the guy uh, is not important to you, uh, then you're mis- understood you're, you're misunderstanding and what the issue is i don't mean to cut you off but i just want to make that point about this miranda lambert and blake shelton story is that is the epitome of what i was talking about the way you get a man that that's an old saying that says how you get a man is how you lose him and blake was married when she met him remember they fell they fell in love performing they sang a song together and they said they fell in love mm -hmm. and and so now there are all these rumors about how he cheated on her and I'm like why are you surprised what is the surprise that's how you right. met him right go ahead I'm sorry so so in the beginning uh, since nature has it that men pursue women right mm -hmm. so men have we learn at a very early age you know very early age of how to hunt right and what men usually do and some men are going to be upset about this but it's the truth and women need to know it if they're in pursuit of, of uh, solid, substantive relationships, then a man will tell you what you should already know about yourself. You're beautiful, I love your eyes, you have a great smile. These things are used to break down the barrier of your resistance. However, they go straight to your self-esteem. And if your self-esteem is anywhere south of 100, those type of no. statements will ease the you know will butter you up and, and and cause you to think oh this guy must really like me but these are things that you learn from your dad or, or your mom in the home at a young age that you're beautiful so therefore nobody has to tell you that and nobody can use that as leverage to get what they want from you mm -hmm. right so when a man comes up to you and says hey you're beautiful you you, are, you should already know this ask that man to tell you something about himself that you can't readily see you hear that? We're talking about when is it time to leave a relationship? Jeff is schooling us on sometimes you don't even have to start. Uh, right. We'll be right back and uh, with True Serum. Stay locked. 855-878-4652. My favorite compliment is you're my favorite comedian. <laughs> <laughs> David Faustino, and you are watching T Radio V. Do you see what I'm saying? It's television crossed with radio. It's all together. It's weird. Radio's in the middle of it. Ah, it's amazing. You're watching it. Go. Love and marriage. Love and marriage. Hey, I'm Dean Kane, and you are watching T Radio V. I'm watching it too. Right now. Seriously. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, what's up? I am Scott. And I am Ken. We are not the Chemical Brothers, but we are, <laughs> we are the Crystal Method. And you are watching T-Radio V. 
Andy D. On to radio V. Bing, bang, bing, boom, right? Yeah. Andy D. Auntie Radio V. Bobbity, bibbity, bobbity, boo. Andy D. Auntie Radio V. The Andy Dick Show, Wednesdays from 4 to 6 p.m. on T Radio V. Wow! But we'll do it. We'll do it better when we when the show actually starts. Yeah, no. Hey, what's up? This is Josh Vietti, and you're watching T Radio V. Hey, my fellow thoughters out there, I'm Charles Shaughnessy. Check out my new show, Here's a Thought, with Charles Shaughnessy, August the 7th, 3 p.m. PST, right here on T-Radio V. Now, you know I have a lot to say, but I want to hear what you have to say. So tune in, grab your phones, call me, tweet me, email me in the studio, and let's get this conversation going. Here's a Thought, starting August the 7th, 3 p.m. PST, right here on T-Radio V. That's radio in TV. And we are back with my, this, this, I, uh, I love Jeff. Can I just say that? And you know what? Actually, we talked about, can you be friends? Can a woman and a man be friends, platonic friends? And, it, and on my Facebook page, people went crazy. Most people said no. And it was the most refreshing thing that his wife went on my Facebook page and said, you can be my husband's best friend all day long. I think you're beautiful. I think you're funny. And I love you. And I love that you are his best friend. Well, listening to uh, Jeff on our last thing about things that uh, people use to butter somebody up with, uh, you're beautiful, you're, oh. you know, it kind of <laughs> sounds like... Um, no, his wife. Yeah, his wife's kind of using those things on you to, like, make sure there's a friendship there, you know? Nah. We, yeah. we, he and I were friends before she came along. Yeah. And and she so you know, so nothing okay I'll I'll be the jerk in the room did you ever find yourself attracted like either way like how did yeah like did you did you ever you know try well you know what's funny when Ida and I met you know I overheard her make a statement about him uh, we met the first day we met we were in the a makeshift dressing room right <laughs> and I heard Ada say either you said who is that or. <laughs> He can get some or something to that effect, right? And I heard it. And I remember, I don't like aggressive women, right? And so I was like, ooh, okay. All right. <laughs> like, I want to be the one to make the move, right? But we clicked mentally. We clicked spiritually. And it was like kindred spirits. Her thought process is, like, parallel to mine. Yeah. And like she says, you know, she can tell me things and I can tell her things that we know that there's no judgment and there's no opinions other than are you okay right. what can i do to make you safe or better or make it work out for you and that's a wonderful wonderful experience to have when you choose to have it versus it being somebody you yeah. were born into the you know yeah. who can be your best enemy yeah. so no we've never been it's never been that way nope. we always uh, so I, I i will say like i will i'm not one to pretend like my friends are not attractive or my friends are not, that's a good man. You know what I mean? Like, I think he's a great catch. And of course, I, I find an attraction to him because he wouldn't be in my life if I didn't. But we've always had a mutual respect for one another. We're family. And, you know, and he's been there for me through my, like, fallen relationships. And I've been there through, for him. And we've been able to talk about. And, and the greatest thing is to be able to bring your significant other around someone and there'll be the same type of comfort. Yeah. Like his wife is my friend and my daughter adores her. She's like, and you know, she's just, 
it, we don't have that weirdness. But I think when you don't operate in transparency and when you lack integrity, you're not able to have those types of relationships, Correct. you know? And living in Hollywood and working in Hollywood, oh, yeah. it is more salacious to think that there's something going on. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, people tend to write their own stories in their own heads. Mm -hmm. Like, yo, they must, look how they interact. They must be doing something. Yeah. They must be hiding something. But, you know, it, it's wonderful to have a person in your life that, you can call and you know when you whenever you 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 cannot talk for several yeah. weeks or months even and then we pick up where we left off and um to know that you know to know that you have a friend who uh when in need is there yes you, you know what i'm saying especially in this business and i remember when you started and we would go to the clubs at night oh yeah and you know all the men they were not looking at they were not listening to the jokes they were looking at you like trying to figure out how they was how they were going to holler at you and then here i am looking like the bodyguard or looking like the mean I, I boyfriend it, or whatever but actually the manager and uh you know, even I'm sure they had things to say about that, you know, in the in those seedy nightclubs that you, you used to play. Absolutely. I still play at those seedy nightclubs. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, so we, we read this article and, it, and um, the article was about this guy who said he had been with a woman for five years, but he had not chosen her. And that, you know, it started off, you know, like any other romance. They were going fast and rapidly and they fell in love. And little by little, he said he stopped choosing her. And I thought it was mm -hmm. a very interesting read because I know I was in that relationship, mm -hmm. you know, and I was in the relationship with that guy that many years. And he said he would never waste another woman's time again like that. And mm -hmm. it, it's just, you know, when you don't want to be with somebody, men usually compartmentalize their women and they know this one is just for sex. Uh, maybe this one is someone I can go out with in public. This mm -hmm. is who I'll marry. And we we like to think that every guy, mm -hmm. you know, and I would say more more uh, uh, in, in our past. Now women are a lot more liberated and they think a little bit more like a man, as Steve Harvey tells you to do. But I think that men are good at doing that. But we hope that every guy that we are involved with could be the one. Sure, <laughs> sure. but like I, I hate to be the dead horse, but. It is what it is. A bad relationship ends before it starts. Yep. And the difference is, is the person who is not intending to be in a bad relationship does not see it right. because they do either do not have the tools or they do not care. They are so desperate for the attention from the other person that all the signs get ignored. And guess who does not ignore do does not ignore the signs the girlfriend that you call for advice. Right. And she tells you, this is what I see, because she's not blinded, but yet she's a hater because- She's telling you she, the truth. She doesn't have a relationship or she has failed relationship, but she's telling you the truth in this sense, right? Mm -hmm. And then you have the girlfriend that gives you the recycled bad advice. Yeah. Right? <laughs> that she doesn't about. even use herself. <laughs> yes. Right? But again, you don't hear it because you're not interested in the person that's cheerleading for you to be single, right. which is what you really should be because two effed up people together can only make an effed up situation more effed up, right? Yeah. And you're technically single anyway because when you are in a relationship with somebody that is not really in a relationship with you, you and that's, that, that's like more common than anything, especially now with this rise of this side chick thing and this mistress thing being glorified and glamorized, most women that are you, you hear complaining are usually in a relationship by themselves. Side note, I'm pretty stoked by this idea of Ashley Madison's oh. um, hack and the idea that all these people who are trying to you know cheat on their spouses are could be exposed now. They say they have the entire database of 37 million Americans, wow. and they're going to release that list of people who you know at least signed up and paid for the services. Okay. But but what it who what do they stand to gain by doing that? Like uh, and, and just to show they can do it. Okay. Okay. Who is they? And and who is they? Is it the anonymous people? Anonymous. Oh, okay. Anonymous as well. Because there must be a lot of celebrities and politicians on that website for them to want. Because why would I'm they sure, want to do that to I'm regular sure. American people? Yeah. Yeah. That. Yeah. It's. Let me tell you, relationships are by far the most character exposing thing there is. You know, you have money and business. 
but relationships where you are dedicated to the other person or you purported to be dedicated to the other person and they say what you do in the dark stays in the dark, but it really doesn't because mm-hmm. it manifests it, itself in other ways. Yeah. And you, when you look back, you go, you, you have to think, oh, this relationship ended because I did this, even though the other person never found out. I think that, you know, I'm an advocate for women. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, I'm an advocate for women because when, I, when a woman is happy, the world is happy. Yeah. When a woman is good, the world is good. When our mothers are good, when our wives are good, the I world. I totally live on the happy wife, happy life. Absolutely. Idea. But I take it a step further. When women are good. Yeah. Right? Happy girl, happy world. Right? At the end of the day. So for the men that are mistreating their women, for the men that are saying, well, I didn't choose her like the article said. Well, you didn't choose her in the beginning. She was, she chose you lock, stock, and barrel because that's what women usually do. When they believe they are in the right relationship, they expose their hearts. And they allow the men to drop kick those hearts that yeah. are exposed. And the men keep their hearts locked away because they know that, you know, this woman can tear me apart if I allow her to. And so they stay, you know, emotionally detached so that that doesn't happen. Therefore, the man can do whatever he wants to do. And when it's time to break up or time to go their separate ways, he's deuces with no tears. No looking back because he was never there. Yes. And a woman needs to recognize that up top. She needs to ask hard questions. And listen, if a woman wants to get married, if she, if she dates with the intention of getting married, she needs to let that man know up top. That's what my wife did. Yeah. I heard it. Yes, yeah, I did. didn't. I didn't repeat it for maybe a year, but I, it never left my mind that that was her intention for being with me. Mm-hmm. And the, when the day came that I that I was ready. Um, after being married before, I said, why does she deserve to have my, my uh, being afraid to pull the trigger again? She's wonderful. I'm wonderful. Let's do this. And so I made that decision after some prayer and my prayers were answered. So Marcella got wonderful and you deserve it too, ladies. You stay locked. We have, uh, we'll come back. We're going to wrap up the show. We have Mr. Jeff Dyson. You make sure you're watching Flex and Shawnee's on the yeah, Own Network. Saturdays on Saturdays at 10 p.m. 10 p.m. on Saturdays. Watch that Black Love. Oh, yes. Love is love. A lot of Black Love. A lot of Black Love on that show. <laughs> we need it right now. Talk about me and my niggas, them outlaw worldwide my figures. From triumph to tragedy, to right back on top, and niggas still mad at me for pushing that big truck on 24. My square feet and ATL game locked up. Now that's what my nigga got shot for, being too motherfucking wrong for this fuckboy. See the darkness, see the light, he wanna feel it. Misery loves company, and that's the real shit. But in 2004, T Radio V. What did you play opposite Andy, Eric? Do you remember? Uh, Andy and I worked as uh, two employees at a network. Okay. Oh, you're and forgetting the other I, thing. I played, I played, I played a news anchor, and he played a reporter. Okay, but the other thing you did, the thing you did on the Andy Dick show, who did you play to Andy? Oh, uh, is is that I play my sister? You played his wife, Denise. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you played his wife. Yeah. So what's wrong with that, Eli? Yeah. Nothing's wrong with it. He's it's got just, a great range as an actor. It, you know? Yeah, it just was funny. Encounters with Eric and Eliza Roberts, Wednesdays from 2 to 4 p.m. on T Radio V. Hi, I'm Sheriff John Bennell. You're watching T Radio. Radio and TV? What? That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, perfect. Uh, that was perfect. Yeah, no, Why are you asking me to do this after 12 drinks? <laughs> <laughs> What it do is your man Money B from Digital Underground asking everybody to check out the Going Way Back show. Your home for classic hip-hop, raw and uncut. Join me. And me, DJ Always. As well as Ty Teasy bringing you the old school new news. Every Tuesday, 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, right here. On T-Radio V. That's right. Radio in TV. Yo, yo, what's up, everybody out there? This is Crazy Bone. I am the bum, Keith G. And right now, you're watching TRadioV.com. TV and radio. Yes. 
radio and TV. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. See? Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm happy. I'm happy. Happy, happy girl. Happy girl, happy world. From the mouth of Jeff Dyson. Um, I'm surrounded by guys, and I like guys. You know, I like being around male energy, but I also like my female friends. I I hear women all the time take pride in the fact that they like to be around men, and they don't really like to be around women. And it's indicative to me that there's an issue. There's a self-loathing issue, because if you don't like yourself, you can't like other women. And I actually, I love Marcella. Like, I have friends that I've had for many years that I, I really get along with that are female that give me something that men just can't give me that girlfriend love but um when we're talking about relationships you know a lot of us pretend that we haven't been in those relationships specifically when you deal with issues like domestic violence and abuse and stuff like that nobody wants to ever admit it I think a lot of the problems that women have with men have a lot to do with the fact that a lot of women are willing to accept what some men are willing to give them. And it makes it harder for people like me and other women who finally have arrived at that place where we're not tolerating that stuff. So then they call us angry or they say, oh, she's old and bitter or whatever it is. But I just feel I'm not bitter and I'm not angry and I'm not old. I'm just comfortable in my skin and I know what I am and I know who I am and what I deserve and what I'm worthy of. And I don't want to, I don't, don't call me at three o'clock in the morning. If you're, if I'm, I'm not worthy of your days for lunch, I'm not worth. you don't call me at night. If I'm not good enough to go to lunch, then don't ask me to come watch Netflix at your house if I don't even know you. Like, well, understand there's some woman out there that's undermining that philosophy absolutely. on a daily basis. So if you won't do it, somebody will. Mm-hmm. So women have to band together to force guys that are quote unquote dogs to step up, to step up and do right by you. Do right by the way that they would want their mother and their sisters and their aunts to be treated, right? Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, you know, you women are the salt of the earth, right? Oh, listen, Jay. Women are the salt of the earth, and through you guys do we exist. Through you guys do we thrive and are motivated to go out and make things happen to to buy houses and buy nice cars and to buy and to pay bills, you know, and to take care of our children. We're motivated by the women of the world. So why would we not choose to take care of you and not just use you as a dispensable object for our own physical pleasure? It's ridiculous. When you think about it, when you really truly think about it, you make a choice. Mm -hmm. You can choose to uplift somebody, therefore uplift yourself, or you can choose to step on their throats for your own benefit. And even then, what does that do for you? If you stepped on everybody's neck, there's nobody else for you to deal with. Right. So at the, at the end of the day, I just think, you know, while you're alive, you should live, right? Mm-hmm. Live while you're alive. But you should also have, make the choice to make other people's lives better. Yes. You know, and that's the control we have. The little control we have as human beings is that we can make other people's lives better. Oh, you know what? And speaking of making other people's lives better, I've been drinking Kobe Kaya coffee. It's vitamin coffee. And it, it was it is the creation of my other male best friend who I've never been involved with either, Brad Kaya. <laughs> hey, uh, Brad. Hey, and this is his vitamin coffee. It has vitamin B in it. It doesn't have all that artificial, all that caffeine in it to get you jumpy, but it does have vitamin B in it to give you energy. And that's what we drink on Truth Serum because we are a collective, and I choose to be one to uplift and promote those in my circle because... We are only as good as the people that we are around, That's and we right. continue to forget that. So um, I, I will give you my I'll say it for you now. And um, I, we're talking about relationships, and we're talking about women. Uh, we, uh, Tony Braxton has a song called Let It Flow, and one of the, lyri- one of the, the lyrics say, um, how is he ever going to give you what you deserve when you're always willing to take whatever he sends your way? And I, I think that that speaks volumes about what we're all talking about. 
And it has to be something that you, you the, the most important relationship you'll ever be with in with is the one you have with yourself. Second to what, you know, you believe in. For me, it is God, the creator. But I, I just believe that it's very important for women to take responsibility because if you continue to be, my grandmother used to always say, you're not a victim, you're a volunteer because you're only a victim when you don't know it's coming. But if you know it's coming, you have volunteered to stay. Right. And at some point, you have to make a decision that it's time to go. Everything that's in your life is not supposed to be there. So I encourage you women out there, um, and, and you men as well, if you are with someone who doesn't see the value in you and doesn't see you for what you are bringing to the table, then it is okay for you to get up and walk away because you are worthy of whatever you believe you are. And I believe I'm some good stuff. I've raised two amazing human beings and I refuse to let a man come into my life and destroy my work. Cause at the end of the day, that's what it is. So I tell you ladies, don't be a volunteer. Walk away if it's not good for you. And uh, early. And and Jeff says early. I said it for you. I'll say it for you. Um, Jeff, tell them where they can find you and tell them more about the website and all the stuff that's going on. Well, you know, this social media thing, I'm not that good at it. Mm-hmm. But I, uh, I'm i on Facebook as Dear Jeffrey. That's mm-hmm. my moniker for askaguy.net. Okay. My advice hat or my, you know, mm-hmm. my um, counseling hat, Dear Jeffrey. Um, you can find uh, the information on the website, www.askaguy.net. Uh, I've done all the research through all of my friends and their bad relationships and figured out some them. questions you should ask and some things that you should know to arm yourself to even the playing field at the beginning of the relationship, right? Um, my Instagram is DiceFlix, mm-hmm. D-Y-S-F-L-I-X, mm-hmm, and is. Twitter is Dear Jeffrey. Yes. And tell them more about, tell them once again where they can see the show. Flex and Shanice, Saturday nights, 10 p.m. Eastern and Pacific, only on OWN. Oprah Winfrey TV. Jake, where can they find you, Jake? Okay, you can find me at uh, Jake Belcher on um, Facebook, uh, Jake Belcher GTA on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, You can find me on lots of shows here. I get to do a lot of shows at um, T Radio V. This is the one I chime in the most on. But uh, all sorts of other shows there. And you can catch my show uh, at GrandTheftAudioRadio.com. Nice. And me, you can find um, at FunnyAIDA.com. That's my Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, and Periscope. And on Facebook, I'm at Aida, A-I-D-A dot Rodriguez. Um, also, you can catch me at The Parlor this weekend in Seattle with Tony Rock. Um, nice. So uh, stay locked in. Keep coming back. Thank you for listening. Make sure you get some Colby Kaya coffee, some vitamin coffee. And uh, tell them bye, Jake. Bye, Jake. (laughs) Bye, Jake. (laughs) You are watching T-Radio Me. Radio and TV.